0: Welcome to Dyscalculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips, and tricks about dyscalculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Dyscalculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at dyscalculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Retrieval or counting issues? Research in action on dyscalculia. Two trenches for your math classroom. About that eagle sign and two sides to every coin is Our podcast for week 46 of 2020, and welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Courier Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Good to have you. Good to have you. We have wonderful links as usual, and we're going to go over those and then see if you can provide us with some backgrounds or your views on it. Um, and that first one is about retrieval or counting. Now, I think that issue has come up earlier, right?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, very interesting. This is the more basic um, information about uh, dyscalculia. It's a recurring theme here. Um, is the issue that children with dyscalculia have a retrieval issue, so the information is in their brain but they can't get it out again, they can make it available, or rather is this a problem with counting optimization mm-hmm. and with sequential information processing? So, we don't know yet. Uh, it's very interesting study. Uh, they are just starting, and uh, the posting is the announcement of the beginning of this study. Okay. And we'll definitely keep an eye out for the, for the results. For the
0: results. Okay. So, that is, that is yet to uh, come, but at least that's mm-hmm. a big study, I think. Huh? Yes. So, they're, uh, they're starting on this. Okay. Well, the next link is about research in action on discoculia. What can we learn there?
1: Well, uh, this is an existing program, research in action. And on this episode uh, of it, they dedicated to talk uh, about dyscalculia. And to that extent, they interviewed um, uh, Julia Bahnmüller. Uh, Julia studied uh, psychology in Germany, and she had her uh, PhD in 2018. Okay. And uh, Julia is a trained dyscalculia therapist. Okay. Uh, allowing her to both put her theoretical knowledge into practice and to feed research and teaching with questions and input resulting from the work with uh, children and uh, that is obviously um, also including the learning therapist and instructors and the parents so this is a wonderful combination that I'm kind of um, envious Mm -hmm. about Um, it's a wide-ranging interview definitely worth listening for our audience, um, uh, they discussed the impact that various languages have on the numbers words that we use like uh, 11, 12, 13 and in other um, languages this may be 10, 10-1, 10-2, 10-3, etc. Just a little uh, example um, and how children learn those and about the issues teachers encounter uh, when they teach children whose first language is not English. Well, oh yes, and they obviously also talked about <laughs> <the> Spokulian <laughs> general. Okay. So, great awareness. Absolutely good. recommend good.
0: it. Good, good, uh, good link. The, the next link uh, suggests three changes to make in the math classroom. Uh, so, what are the changes that they propose?
1: Well, this comes from an article on Edutopia. And they have three very easy to implement Uh, changes so suggestions that you can make uh, in a math classroom and uh, that will improve learning not only for children with learning disabilities but actually for all so um, the suggestions they have are firstly use good problems and they refer to engaging problems that make children think not necessarily related to the curriculum immediately but good problems to think and obviously you can find uh, problems that are directly uh, related to the curriculum as well yes so then secondly they say use visibly random groups so they propose to split up the groups your your whole classroom into smaller groups and make sure that they all work with others as much as possible and the suggestion here is for instance to hand out playing cards um, when the children come in and then you can have them make groups um, based on that and you're guaranteed that it's random which is good that the children know that uh, also Uh, this is um, an idea that has been around uh, a little bit longer Um, for instance uh, Kagan uh, wrote about this, and even uh, Project Zero uh, had some uh, uh, links to that also. Okay. Now then, the third was work on vertical non-permanent surfaces. Well, that's it's a like nice way to, it. way to say <laughs> use a blackboard or a whiteboard so everybody can see it. But also,
0: I like they that. Can so erase vertical it non-permanent it. surfaces. I love it. <laughs> yes.
1: general, and I noticed that uh, every day, um, they love working with the dry erase pens, yes. please use those that are uh, safe and don't have the terrible scent with it, um, so they can erase it easily, it goes fast, it's colorful, they like it, and anything that you can do to engage them in math, I think, is a, is a good thing. So I think these are, uh, these three are, are really interesting suggestions, easy to implement. You don't have to do it every day, uh, but I'm sure it will engage the, the students and that is uh, in itself a fantastic thing if they are engaged in math.
0: Right. Now, our, our next link talks about the equal sign. What's up with that? Uh, oh, wait, this is a video. And so let's see if we can listen in for a bit on it let me see here the equal sign here we go
1: Welcome to Math Talk Tea Breaks by AMSI where conversations in maths become part of your professional learning. My name is Claire Amberts. Today we've switched microphones and I'm talking to Leanne McMahon, AMSI Schools Outreach Officer and regular Math Talk host about the equal sign. Welcome to the program Leanne. Thanks Claire, it's great to be here. So the equal sign doesn't seem to be too problematic. Why have we devoted a whole tea break podcast to it? Well yes, you're right. The equal sign does appear to be an easy concept but to a number of misconceptions the most common being that the equal sign means find the answer now if you have a think of when you were back at school mm-hmm. you would have seen seven plus three equals eight plus two equals nine minus seven equals and it appears to students that equals means find the answer
0: okay well they're definitely not from Louisiana <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what can we learn here? <laughs>
1: well, this is a very good topic, and um, we actually uh, talk about this in all our presentations, and also in our o- online course. And I explain it to parents who work with uh, with their students as as homework helpers. Um, this is a um, this is a thing. Um, it's not only what they mention over here in the classroom that you have a little question and the equal sign and that is kind of okay now you have to start working here what is the answer Um, it also um, is is uh, something with a calculator you punch in your answer and then the equal sign and uh, here is your um, here's your answer so you sorry you punch in the question and you get the answer which Um, makes uh, children think that uh, the equal sign is okay, now here comes the answer instead of the equal sign is like a balance what you have on both sides of your equal sign is actually equal so even just having an actual balance with things on two sides that are balanced and then turning around the balance so what was uh, on the left side first is now right and the other way around is actually a good way to um, to show them what an equal sign uh, means so the audio gives another very good idea to uh, bring this up for example they show that if you have five and five uh, you can change that into six and four by just kind of pushing over one counter from the right to the left side and to make sure that the kids are not trying to get so-called the answer, the total, but that they see that it's still the same amount of counters they have on their table. So they get some more relational thinking engaged about the numbers, and that is uh, a very good good suggestion.
0: Good. Well, it's a troublesome uh, troublesome sign, (laughs) that equal sign. Um, Hey, this brings us to our last link, and it's a graphic. It's a graphic. And uh, the saying is, there's two sides to every coin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, one of those powerful images that shows different inclinations people have. And then the discoculia, that is the overlap of those and can incorporate all of them. So just good awareness that people need to be aware of more of the ins and outs of discoculia and present it in a very nice, attractive way yeah it's
0: like infographics always powerful Uh, but say a picture can say more than a thousand words well okay so here was our picture well thank you dr schroeder for your insights and backgrounds we hope to see you again next week dr schroeder is the founder of disco services and she you can follow her on twitter and facebook and all the places on the uh, interwebs but you can also Get trained by her via her online course and become a Discoculia tutor yourself. And for all the information about that, go to Discoculia Tutor Training.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCulia Head. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage